Welcome everyone to the fourth installment of our weekly Southwestern Career Connections digital series. I'm Tyler Goode. I'm the Director of Media Relations at SCC. And my host is Mike Despo. Co-host is Mike Despo. He's the Director of our Career Services at Southwestern. He's going to offer some broad insights into the employment climate in our region. And I would add he is he really has kept his kind of finger on the pulse of this region for a long time and, and is going to be a lot of help to anyone who's wanting a little more information about employment in this area. We've also got a, a several weekly guests here that we're going to introduce in a moment. First, though, I just wanted to offer a few reminders. Um, as you see, we're recording this session and we just ask that everybody keep yourselves muted um, and, we, and uh, we're glad you're here. At Southwestern, we are all about changing lives, and we know a lot of folks are hurting right now. Three months ago, most of us had never heard of COVID-19, and since then, nearly one in every five American adults have become unemployed, and really here in the mountains, it's no exception. Uh, so if that's happened to you and you're listening to this podcast, we're, we're here to help by providing insights to job seekers in our region of Southwestern North Carolina. Today, we're gonna to have a discussion on the hospitality and tourism sectors and how these industries have been navigating their businesses through COVID-19, along with what kind of opportunities they have as we approach what is usually their busy, busiest season, as well as the outlook for year-round employment. Joining us today are Paul Wolf who is Southwestern's Outdoor Leadership Program Coordinator. I would add he is our founding Outdoor Leadership Program Coordinator. We also have Sarah Presley from the Marketing Department for Great Smoky Mountains Railroad and Madeline Wickstrom, did I pronounce that right? All right, she is the Operations Manager for Nanahala Gorge Canopy Tours. Welcome to all of you and thanks for joining us. Now, before we start talking about specific industries of employment and the types of jobs that our guests have to offer, Mike, can you just give us an overview of employment prospects across our community in general, like right now, specifically right here in Western North Carolina? Absolutely, Tyler. Thank you so much for the opportunity. As, as you all know, this is quite a moving target, and, and it might help to look uh, through the lens of a, a little bit of a timeline. Um, today, we're here to talk about hospitality and tourism in our region, which is a critical sector of employment. And it, uh, it follows pretty naturally from last week when we talked about small business. Uh, last week, we, we, we focused a little bit on Main Street small business, but uh, it's important to realize that while there are some big employers in our region with regard to hospitality and tourism. Really, there's, all, there's also a wide array of shapes and sizes uh, of hospitality businesses or businesses that rely on that or offer that and businesses that rely on tourism. And we're gonna talk to a couple of, um, couple of them important ones today. Uh, but most of these businesses try to retain their veteran staff, their trained staff, their experts, and their professionals, but they also rely on a, a large number of seasonal staff. Some of them are college students. Some of them uh, do different things in the, in the off season uh, and rely on that income in the summer. And uh, we were on a regular hiring timeline, and I saw 
both of our employers today, I believe, at the 1st of March before spring break, and they were interviewing college students at Southwestern and down the road at Western and prepared to hire a lot of people. But then we all know what happened after spring break. And so um, couldn't have been a bigger interruption in the normal hiring timeline for these types of industries. And I'm, uh, and at the same time, uh, you know, they, they are definitely poised to, to offer their services and to welcome guests in a safe and secure way as soon as they are able. And I believe we're up and running in certain ways. We're going to learn about that today. Um, and so Southwestern, I, I hope, is in a position to, to help these businesses as a backbone of our economy. Um, so uh, that's, that's kind of where we're at with regard to, uh, to, to, to this hiring season and timeline and, and, and just the rhythm of, of how they bring on staff about our students and, uh, and the, you know, the, the job seeking citizens of our communities early in the game in late March, uh, early April, I came across some pretty solid numbers, uh, that suggested that about 46% of employers across all sectors were looking or hoping to hire within the next three months. And I think it's safe to say that uh, this sector is one of those. Um, definitely, they, they've got to accommodate guests as they come on. So that's a, that's a positive uh, thing to, to, to realize. Now, just this week, Monday, the community college system released a survey of all community college students across the state of North Carolina. And strikingly, and this shouldn't be a surprise to anybody, but it's still stunning, 74% of community college students, and I think they're indicative of the rest of our community, report that they've either lost jobs or wages or had their hours cut. So people certainly are in need of employment. And so I think it's really useful to put a spotlight on these industries. Uh, and we're gonna learn a little bit about how they serve our community, I think next from Paul, and then how our, uh, what they're doing to, to uh, bring people on board. Yes, sir. And we are going to talk to Paul Wolf next. Paul, Paul started our outdoor leadership program. I'm going to say, am I guessing right? 2000 or 2001? 2000. 2000. Um, Paul, can you tell us about all the different fields that your students or graduates are prepared for and what kind of opportunities are out there for them in Western North Carolina? Absolutely. Thanks, Tyler and Mike, for setting this up. First, I want to kind of just give a broad picture about what the outdoor economy is in North Carolina and what that entails. So um, outdoor recreation produces over $28 billion in economic impact and dollars in the state of North Carolina. There's only five other states in this country uh, that have a higher uh, impact with that. That leads to over 260,000 jobs that pay over $8.3 billion in wages, that brings in over $1.3 billion in local, state, and tax revenue. Um, that's bigger than insurance in the financial sector, just to give a perspective. And by outdoor recreation and economy, that's not just the outdoor activities many people think, like rafting and zip lining, but it's the other activities, uh, tourist destinations like Great Smoky Mountains Railroad, it's the lodging industry, um, the craft beverage, uh, coffee shops, um, everything in the package. When people come to the mountains, they stay um, and they participate in a lot of things. So being the fact that 56% of all North Carolina residents participate in outdoor recreation shows you just how important and impactful that is. So, you know, the Outdoor Leadership Program just finished its 20th year. Uh, we're very proud of the fact of uh, graduates that are out there working in the area, making a difference. 
Um, we've got an associate degree in outdoor leadership and three separate certificate programs to really meet the needs of the different folks out there. And outdoor leadership is really a broad category. So our folks will end up in adventure tourism and the commercial recreation sectors. Some will ed end up in the federal government with the United States Forest Service or Park Service. Uh, we have public and private schools and recreation centers. Um, and even more exciting are the folks who go on to start their own businesses. And there's still great opportunities for folks out there. So, um, yeah, we've um, we've been at it for 20 years. We, we listen really closely to what the local employers tell us what they need, and we help design that product for them. And, and you've done a great job by all accounts, and, and it just continues to grow over the years what you've done there. But I wanted to ask you in this time, how has COVID-19 impacted your students at the end of the spring semester and as you head into the summer? And have you noticed any changes in your field in terms of job opportunities? Well, certainly it, it took everyone by surprise. Uh, we had just finished a wilderness first responder before the college went virtual. And we found really creative ways to be able to finish out a semester of technical and other outdoor activities. Um, obviously, um, many of us spent time at home, which means we didn't um, have opportunities. So people's summer jobs were put on hold. That's all changing now in phase two. Um, one sector that was not hit, that's a different topic, is wilderness therapy. And so the whole outdoor industry uh, related to um, the outdoor behavioral health care has been considered essential and has been running through that. So, um, but people are back and it's starting to pick up. We've learned a lot. There's really good information shared about how to take uh, good precautions and um, exciting to see that people are out there operating and coming up to vacation again. Thank you, Paul. I want to turn to Sarah Presley with the Great Smoky Mountains Railroad, which offers a wide variety of jobs for food, beverage, retail, maintenance, and more. Um, what kind of opportunities are you hiring for right now? And what's been your experience hiring students and graduates from Southwestern in the past? Well, as far as the opportunities that we have available right now, it has been a little bit of a challenge because uh, yesterday was actually our opening day. Um, and so we had to forecast our employment need based on our uh, public need as far as how many passengers we could accommodate. So one of the things that we are coming up against is a staggered approach as far as hiring in those departments. Um, we will, when we get to full service, have a plethora amount of opportunities as far as food and, food and beverage service, hospitality service, onboard staff service, as well as our operational services as well. So we do offer a vast amount and a wide variety of, of a skill set of a person who's looking for an interesting job and you know unfortunately our events portion of our train was hit as far as having to take away some of those special events which actually limits us to recruit the amount of college students that we normally do for our spring summer fall and winter events but fortunately um, one of the biggest recruitment uh, pieces and items that we have is our Polar Express event, which really seems to fit in quite well for some of these college students that are younger college students that are looking for a temporary job, something they can push them through the latter half of the year, um, get them through to their exam time, and then be able to still work and have a job. So really a lot of it is based on the demand that we will have and we will have coming in the next few months. Um, but, you know, as far as right now, we're kind of on a hold because we have uh, taken the opportunity to bring back as many of our return employees as possible. But probably within the next, I'd say, month or so, we are going to be expanding that out and being able to hire more and more as more of our passengers come and ride with us. 
That's very good. I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of people that are eager to get to be able to ride a train and just enjoy these beautiful mountains and kind of get back to something that resembles normal. Um, thank you. Are there, are there any trends or changes that you're expecting uh, as, as we head in maybe to the fall? I know it's real hard right now. Like, you know, we all almost kind of need a crystal ball and we don't have one. But do you have any, any kind of an idea based on the situation as it stands right now about how job seek, what job seekers can expect uh, from the hospital, hospitality and tourism industry? Um, I think one of the things that we're looking at is that just supply and demand option. I mean, it's really difficult to forecast that we're going to need X amount of employees when we can't necessarily forecast the travel patterns of folks coming in the next few months. Um, obviously, there's been conversation of, you know, what if there's a second wave? What if something else happens that really kind of takes us by surprise again? And we have to be upfront and very honest with our recruiters and say, hey, when we when we want to extend this offer to you, we're not 100 percent sure it's going to be through the end of the year. We don't know. And I think that was something that took us by surprise this year is just making sure that we are completely transparent and honest with our hires and say, hey, we want to take care of you. But a lot of this depends on the demand of the product. And obviously the demand is the temperature is, is uh, gauged by what the, I guess, outstanding sources are doing. Basically, we can't control what's happening around us. Um, another thing that we're kind of coming up against is how do we conduct our interviews? How do we recruit? Is it digitally? Is it online? Is it Zoom? Is it Google Meets? How do we interview? Um, at what point do we require people to come in? Are they still comfortable to come in and do interviews? So we're really trying to come up against those and make sure that we have the technological support that we need to be able to still recruit um, and then go from there. But a lot of it is just, like I said, trying to be transparent with our uh, hires and let them know that we want them to work we want them here but it is going to really come up against the demand of what our passengers you know want and what they need that sounds like the best possible approach being transparent that's part of what this program is about is just helping people get a better understanding of as best we can figure out what's coming um also joining us today um is is madeline wickstrom from the nanahala gorge canopy tours the nanahala gorge is a major tourism hotspot and it draws people not only from this area, not only from North Carolina, but from all around the world. Even though certain zip lines like social distance, even though certain guidelines like social distancing will be in effect, many outdoor activities like hiking and zip lining should still be very popular this year. What kind of opportunities can job seekers expect from your company, Madeline? Um, well, at this point, we are, or I am, very much still definitely hiring, um, and that's definitely not anything that I was expecting to say five days into June, um, because given the circumstances with COVID-19, I was actually fully staffed by about mid-March um, with the COVID-19 thing going on. Um, right now, at this point, I've lost about half of my new hired staff, so um the demand for us is definitely there right now um each day our trip sizes are or the amount of people that are seeking to take trips with us um is growing um exponentially it's <laughs> it's kind of alarming but um it's just kind of the nature of the the place that we're sitting right now um over the last couple of days i've actually been able to go and help facilitate trainings um at Asheville, and then I was also at the Chattooga yesterday, or a couple of our other locations, and um, just talking to those operations managers and then also the owners of the company, um, everyone's kind of sitting in the same boat right now. So very, very much actively, we're all still hiring um, and trying to kind of recoup um, 
the the number of employees that we all need to kind of be able to sustain through this summer. Um, and much like Sarah and the Great Smoky Mountain Railroads, we're just trying to be very transparent with everybody that we're hiring um, to be clear that like, you know, we're not really sure how the season's gonna go. Um, we're obviously gonna try to provide everybody with as much work as possible, but we don't really know what that's gonna look like right now. But kind of my gut right now is telling me that we're gonna have a pretty big season. And so um, that's what we're kind of, that's what I'm kind of bracing for as we enter July. Um, and, you know, as we just kind of chug right along, we're just trying to figure it out and navigate these uncharted waters, to, so to say. Well, it is good to hear that. It's, it's good news for the area. It's good news for you. And it's good news for the employment, uh, you know, outlook in this area. Do you have any advice for students that are looking to go into fields like outdoor leadership? And for those who are interested in more than just summer employment, um, I would definitely say kind of more on a personal note is try things out and kind of find your niche. Um, I did not start doing zip lines. It was not something that I ever thought that I would do. Um, I actually moved to North Carolina with the intention of working wilderness therapy. And that's what I did for a couple of years. Um, and I decided that I needed a change. So definitely being able to take jobs um, and use them kind of as a platform to learn on. Um, and, to, and to experiment with, to kind of see what you personally really like to do um, is kind of the name of the game. Um, and also being brave and taking risks. Like don't, if you're, if you have kind of an inkling of curiosity about a certain job, definitely apply for it and try it out. Cause at the, like the very worst thing that's gonna happen is you're gonna find out that you don't like it and then you'll try something else. Um, but definitely being like, be, optimistic about trying new things. And I definitely encourage people to kind of step out of their comfort zones to um, see what they really like to do. That's great advice. I mean, that's that's inspiring, good stuff. I'm gonna go off script just for one second because we've mentioned um, wilderness therapy a couple of different times. Paul, could you just give us like the 30 second uh, summary of what that is? Because that's a program you started here as well and, and that has done very well. And I personally, uh, just think it's awesome. So would you give us just a quick summary? Absolutely. Actually, I think the, the better moniker is outdoor behavioral healthcare. Um, wilderness therapy is one of the names, but um, essentially what that is, is the full-on licensed therapy combined with nature and immersion and adventure challenge um, that has grown now through research into an extremely viable um, sector and like I said, has remained essential throughout the whole COVID crisis and actually probably even more so um, as people have um, rates of substance abuse and anxiety and um, other relationship things have gone up. So just another plug for you know Western North Carolina, we're the second largest cluster of wilderness therapy and outdoor behavioral healthcare providers in the country. So to show you the employment opportunities that are around here. Thanks, Paul. That's that's a good summary of it. And I know several of your graduates who are in the field. Not only is that is that field very, um, you know, it, it, it's not just helping other people. The people that I know, your graduates who've been through it, it's very fulfilling career for them as well. So um, th thanks for that quick summary. And thank you all for being patient while I, I touched on that real fast. Now, before we close out for the day, I just wanted to give each one of you an opportunity to, uh, you know, 
cover anything we didn't have a chance to touch on earlier when I was asking you questions. So we'll just start and I'm going purely in the, the uh, order that I see you on screen. So I'm going to start with Paul, let you go first, and then uh, we'll, we'll go around the circle here. Absolutely. First, I want to give a quick plug that Maddie is a recent graduate of Outdoor Leadership. So I want to show that our product works um, and um, glad to see her out there making a difference. So, you know, um, mine's going to be a little bit more philosophical, wafting, and uh, there's a concept of something called ikigai, which means find something that you love to do, find something that you're good at, find something that people will pay you for, and what the world needs. And if you can bring all those circles together, um, you'll have a fulfilling career and make a difference in other people's lives. Thank you. Thanks, Paul. Um, and now, uh, Sarah? Yeah, I think um, one of the things I would really just want to encourage or want to encourage is don't be discouraged. Um, as you are entering into the job field or as you're trying to find a job or a career, don't be discouraged. Um, we're all going through this together. I know that's very cliche to say, but we really are. Um, but we're all uh, regrouping and we're all refocusing our energy together as well. And I really think that we're going to see some tremendous growth in the next few months. And I'm 100 percent sure that tourism and, and, and adventure outdoor is going to bounce back. So it has been bare. It has seemed a little de uh, desolate at the moment, but just don't be discouraged. I mean, if it's something that you really want to get involved in, there's going to be opportunities to do so. Because like you said, people want to get out. They want to travel. This industry will sustain itself. So just keep pushing through and keep trying because you'll find that job. You'll find that opportunity um, and you'll get to do what, you know, inevitably what you want to do. So just, you know, stay the course. That's that's a great point. Long, long after COVID-19 is hopefully a distant, distant memory. These beautiful mountains are still going to be drawing people to this area. Thank you for that. And uh, Madeline, if you don't mind, uh, give us anything that we didn't give you a chance to touch on or that you'd just like to share. We'd love to hear from you again. Yeah. Just kind of also going off what Sarah said, just be resilient. Like this industry is always going to be here. There's always going to be jobs um, and being able to adapt to these new challenges, both as a company and as an employer and as um, an employee is very important. Um, we're all trying to navigate these waters together and definitely by having an understanding, mutual understanding with everybody involved makes life a little bit easier on all of us. Um, so yeah, don't be discouraged. Um, keep applying, keep applying for jobs because you'll definitely land one eventually. And you, I mean, we're all looking, we're all looking for employees right now. So definitely take the time because uh, we'd love to have you. Thank you, Madeline. And Mike, if you don't mind, go ahead and wrap us up, sir. Yes, sir. I'm going to wrap things up with just a, I'm going to talk about the power of partnerships and career services strives to be, a, I would call it a critical nexus between all parties. We partner with employers like these uh, who come to our job fairs and list jobs in our SCC job board for our students and ultimately hire them and, and, and give them a pathway towards a career. We partner with our job seekers, the students themselves, in a lot of different ways. And one great example is how we partner with, um, with programs and faculty like Paul's. I believe that every single one of our outdoor leadership students over the last 
three or four or five years has actually worked directly uh, with Paul's guidance with uh, career services to complete resumes, to practice interviewing and articulating soft skills, transferable skills, um, and identifying their career goals in a meaningful way to make them successful in these job searches. And uh, we just value that. We can't do it alone. And uh, we, we appreciate that, Paul. Um, most importantly, we partner with each individual students, and I'm just going to rattle off some resources and some ways. Uh, first of all, of course, we have job fairs like one in early March and the virtual one that we held in late April, but we also offer around the clock, 12 months a year, a viable resource, uh, the SCC Job Board where our local employers of all kinds, certainly including our hospitality and tourism sector, will post positions. And um, whenever they do that, it is, uh, it is a real opportunity that is targeting our students. So you're not just a number like you might be on Indeed. If, if Sarah or Maddie take the time to post a job in our job board, they mean it. And so that's a real opportunity. You get right to the right person right away. And also, we're here to help with resumes, with interview preparation. We've got a lot of technology available on our website that is open not just to our students, but to our general community and public. Um, if you're not sure what you want to do or what sector in which to focus, or uh, then come see uh, me or Jody Waldrop, our career counselor, and we have uh, career assessments and a lot of exploration tools, and we can put a lot of information at your fingertips and ultimately help people make the right connections to, to get started on their careers. So I just want to thank all of our, our three partners here in the room with us today and uh, just invite anybody to go to SCC's Career Services website, and you'll see all this stuff right there, as well as how to contact me or Jody. Thanks, Mike, and thanks again to all of you. Thanks to our guests for appearing today. Uh, I know a lot of people are going to listen to this on the podcast, and this uh, a lot of the things we talked about today hopefully will be encouraging to people who are uh, kind of going through a scary time right now. So really appreciate all of you for being here. Wanted to remind everybody to come to this same link next week. We're going to have another great area employer, one of our largest area employers, um, from Harris Regional Hospital, the CEO and President Steve Heatherly will be here from uh, the CEO of both Harris Regional Hospital and Swain Community Hospitals. So until then, take care and thanks again for being here today.